to get a little bit more, I vacationed here a couple times the last couple of years. So me and the wife are out here, got to know a few of the people. And so then it just started and I liked the golf and the people around here. So, you know, it made sense. Can you just kind of take us through how you, you your journey with golf and how, when did you start playing and, and all that? Well, I would say uh, I got my first golf clubs, I want to say at eight years old. You know, I've told the story before, but like, uh, you know, Christmas morning, you get it, you're excited and everything. I take it outside, and I'm going to be real smart, so I go to the neighbor's yard and hit back toward our house <laughs> instead of hitting right toward theirs. And I hit the curb, and it goes right back in their window Christmas morning. So that's pretty much been my golf game the rest of my career. <laughs> not sure. But uh, now I took it out, played high school golf, never really practiced or hit a ball. You know what I mean? Just showed up and played nine holes like, you know, kids do and uh, enjoyed it and stuff. And then didn't play much in college at all. Um, Went to the NFL, had time in the afternoons and the off season after you do all your football stuff in the mornings. And so, started hitting balls in the afternoon, started to get a passion back for it, and then started full time after uh, football ended about four or five years ago. What shape is your game in right now, and, and can you make the cut here? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely coming in hoping. I mean, I'll be disappointed, I think, if I don't, just on how I've been playing lately. So, I played in the Texas State Open a couple weeks back. I shot 71-69 there. I was disappointed because I just missed it and I won. But I wasn't putting very well then. You know, my ball striking has improved dramatically over you know each month this year. I'd say this year has been the biggest leap in the last four. And uh, but right now, I'd say my game is overall. I don't. You know, I always have like a weakness in some area that you're going to get exposed in at some point. And I would say that's very you know minimal as far as things that I'm worried about. Um, it's golf, you're going to hit bad shots, but I feel like the next one's going to be, I'm able to correct it and self-correct better before. As you look at the arc of your golf game in relation to the rest of your career, does John Brody become a, a model for you and what you're looking to do? Well, it just shows you how incredible he was, right? How long ago was that? And it's unbelievable. It's never happened since. And um, It just shows you how difficult this sport is, and it's hard, it's hard to improve. You know, some people have some ability, and you see it in Lake Tahoe, some people... You know, they have a really good skill set to play golf, these other athletes. And they have the ability to use the ground. People are realizing now that the ground matters in golf. It wasn't, it's always been swing when I grew up and everything. And now it's like, you know, it's deeper than just clear more, fire your hip. You know, it's like that's how we kind of grew up. So I just think that um, it's hard to learn all these little things to actually prove because it's just, you could start doing this one thing over here and it sets you back over here. And then you end up, just end up going right back to where you always are. Like every year, I feel like everyone's kind of the same guy I saw him last year. And I think it's just hard in the sport to make a real leap. And that's been the goal the whole time. And it takes time, and commitment, effort, you know, thinking, trial and error. Um, a lot of rough days. So. But hopefully we're turning the corner soon. We'll what do you know about this course and how does it lay out for you as far as what you know about Riverside? I know that they tell me it's fantastic. So <laughs> it's a little wet right now, I have to say. <laughs> it's, I have heard great things from everyone, though. And, you know, this, just this part of the country, too, I feel like having been out here a little bit, you can just tell it's pure. You know, it's like I tell people about Wisconsin, where I'm from. I'm like, you go up there and you get on, you know, Courses that are more than eight dollars to play around the golf, and it's going to be like your yeah, grass is going to be good. It's going to be, you know, pure the greens and everything. I'm like, that's this type of area. I feel like it's just uh, it's pure. I mean, that's the best term for it, and I like it, and it's part of the reason I'm here. So 
I'm excited to see the course get out there and see how to attack it. And you know, I'm never going to have enough rounds under my belt to be perfect with it. But to understand where to miss is probably the most important part, and when to attack. You know, and that's where you know Ned's going to be huge today. <laughs> well, he's attacking from a different spot. Yeah. <laughs> You're having your broadcasting career for like being able to see things before it happened, call the plays. Yeah. Can you see things happen on the golf course before you even hit it? Like, oh, I can. I can see right when it's going to go in the water. <laughs> <laughs> it usually happens. So I'm getting really good at that. Yeah, I think uh, golf's just you have to put the last one behind you and move on. I think it's always interesting when the elite athletes tend to be drawn to golf, you know, when they're done playing, or even while they're playing. What do you, what do you find that, about golf that sort of creates that same interest and drive? Well, I think, I think one of the things is it's a, it's a competitive outlet that you, you know, you work so hard, let's say, like for me in football, I mean, I did that from age, let's say 14, to 37, I mean, that's 23 years. I mean, that's more than I was half of when I was alive. You know what I mean? It's like, so that's there your whole life. And then all of a sudden it's boom, it's done. And it's like, you don't actually compete anymore in something that you've worked pretty much most of your life at. So I think golf is the first way that you can actually come right out and say, hey, I don't need anybody else around me. Like I don't have to get a group of 12 people to go make a team and play. And it's like you have uh, a course, you have balls, and you have your club, and you just go hit and play. And uh, I think there's something great about competing, still being able to compete uh, against yourself and other people. I think there's something great about the puzzle and the challenge of the game that is really people really love because there's something about hitting a golf ball and when you hit a flush that draws you back. You know, even just once, you've got it now, right? Now you're going to be like this all the time. And it's just. Uh, seduces you right back in and I think that's one of the big things is you can feel it when you do it right and uh, people like that. Great professional athletes um, are mentally mentally tough in their sports, um, team sports, whatever. What's the difference between golf, being mentally tough in golf that you've, that you've found and also, or is there any differences in being mentally tough in the team aspect as well or an individual? That's a good question. I think uh, there's similarities all the way around. I think one of the big things, you know, this is an individual sport, and it's not like any other individual sport. The hardest thing with golf is there's really not enough time in the day to practice everything. I don't care who you are. It's just there's not because the idea is to get a baseline of who you are, and I think that right there makes you mentally tougher than most people if you just know yourself, regardless of your talent level or what you are. It's like, okay, what are you actually good at in this game? And what can you rely on? And a lot of times you can't rely on anything. So it's like, well, you gotta find something because otherwise you're not really mentally tough. You're just hoping and guessing and ultimately you're just playing against things instead of making sure you do this. And I think, you know, the mindset, a lot of it is just, you've got to figure out how to be able to repeat something. I tell people all the time, I'm like, when Tiger Woods is in his prime, he's making every four footer you know, left and right. And then they come off and they talk about how mentally tough he was. And I was like, well, his technique is really good when he putts. And then he has a strong belief. And, you know, that's where the mental acumen comes in. It's like he actually, through demonstrated ability to himself, knows and expects to make it. And why? Well, because he's done it 10 million times. He's practiced it 10,000 and he's seen it going. So the idea is like, 
you're not really mentally tough if you don't trust yourself. So how do you go do that? Well, go practice, go get better, learn. But you got to think about it. And I think guys who actually, you know, see it over and over again, you start to believe, well, you're a mentally tough player in my opinion. Then. So you're going to walk up there being like, no, this is probably about to happen. Instead of being like, this is probably not about to happen like I've been for most of my golf career. <laughs> Tony, reflecting back on your rookie season, would you have any advice for Zach Wilson that came from here later? I think you guys don't quite know how good this kid is. I think he is super rare. I think you just, I think you're going to be watching, I think he's like a young Dan Marino. And for people you know, that are a little bit older who saw Marino when he came out in the 80s, people forget like Marino was the guy in the 80s. And then it morphed into Montana and they went out the Super Bowl stuff. But it's like, you know how Rodgers has all the talent stuff, right? And Brady's like Montana. And then Elway came on, right? I just think that Zach has rare ability. And that literally, I've watched him in his first preseason game and like maybe four other plays. But I can see certain things. And he has a couple of special traits that God doesn't give those gifts to very many people. And I think uh, without knowing him, but, uh, you know, he's like... Uh, but I think he is a hard worker and cares and loves the sport. The ceiling is crazy high for this kid. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, crazy levels, which is saying a lot. What about uh, the battle in New Orleans? Uh, who do you see emerging there? I don't know. I think that's going to come down. I think uh, I think I have a pretty good guess, but I don't think Coach Payton would want me to say. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see how it plays out. One of the guys is from here, too, Taysom Hills. <laughs> Which is a great player. I think Taysom kind of revolutionized a little bit of that thing. It's like, I don't know how many quarterbacks we've seen, you know, ever do what he's done. I mean, maybe one, zero. I mean, kind of like John Brody and Tony Rowan, I guess. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in question, sort of analyst role here. Uh, Ryder Cup's coming up. Uh, it's a team sport, team event, yeah. in an otherwise individual sport. Um, our U.S. side's kind of struggling a little bit. Do you see anything from a from a team perspective, like or something that the Americans should be doing, or do you have any captain advice or things if you were the captain that you would do to to create a winning atmosphere more than what they've been kind of doing? Man, I don't know, without being there, you're just saying this is what this coach should have done. But I mean, from my experience. It's always hard for teams who are supposed to win to come out and win, especially in a sport that's hard enough. You know, it's not just running a race and you're faster than the other guy. It's like uh, you have a lot of time to think in between shots. And, you know, I think the guys just want it so badly in some ways that, you know, if you lose and you let down yourself, that's a big deal, right? But when you let down somebody else, it's even bigger. And I think sometimes it's just, you know, if you're supposed to lose, then you attack and you feel and you're going and it's okay if you don't, right? And if the Americans fail, it's like there's someone who's supposed to win. I just think it's like that. And you know, like you said, it's just a way of thinking about it and going and attacking it. Jim Nance has a little background here in Salt Lake City. I assume you played a few rounds of golf with him. Yeah. You can bear your game for us with his. And who well, wins? Who wins? I won't compare. I just tell you that Jim's really good. I think uh, he doesn't play that often, but you know it's amazing when he steps up and he hits a ball. And he's like, you know, he hadn't touched the club when I first played him. It was like, yeah, I played last year once or something like that. And then 
He's picked it up lately, though. You know, I know. You know, as his kids get a little older, he's out there playing with them, and he loves that. And he's in a great spot there at Pebble Beach, Cypress too. So he enjoys getting over there and playing. But um, you're no, at Pebble good. Beach, and you don't want to play that much. <laughs> what the heck? He's got some, he's got some responsibilities. <laughs> he works a lot harder than I do. He's working year round, and he's involved in making sure everything goes well. I mean, he's he's the rare guy. He's he's a special guy. For those of you who know him, he's. One of the all-time great people you'll ever meet. What athletic motions and skills transfer best from your previous life to golf, and which ones don't? Well, I think the, what I'm learning is I wish I'd have known earlier. Um, one of the big leaps this year has just been the ability to, you know, my throwing mechanics have weirdly started to come back in golf, and my throwing mechanics yeah, yeah, throwing that, football. That's intriguing. Uh, Shockingly, I was, you know, throwing football is not up and down. It's a lot more rotational. And uh, because we have a ball on the ground and we're on top of it, somehow it makes the sport feel, you know, vertical. And uh, I, I'm finding that the sport's a lot more rotational and uh, not just clear rotation. I mean, like the shoulder movement, the way that the club feels, the hand movement. I mean, a lot of these things are not built to be up and down as much for the speed of it as to work around and uh, I think that that took a long time for me to figure out and then the way that your body moves allows you to do that or doesn't and uh, to stay on plane you know it's just uh, it's different than what I had initially started and it's coming back to football a lot more I mean in football when I threw the ball you think about your throws and when I eventually got to be at a level that I was happy with throwing I found very quickly that I was moving into my left side, but I wasn't um, stacking. It was rotationally into it, so I wouldn't keep going. You fire, you know. If you can picture Rogers or you know anybody throws, it's well, their weight's going forward, but they're kind of staying back. And uh, I think that golf's got a lot of that in it. Describe for us your goals for the next couple of days with the Utah Open. What, what would you be satisfied with? Um, playing wise for the next well coming here to win I mean that's their goal so gotta go out there and play well BJ said that exact thing that he would say that because we're showing up well Tiger Woods always said if I'm not I'm gonna go to a place and play I'm not gonna go if I think I'm gonna take seconds I can stay at home and have fun <laughs> although today we're gonna have fun today. don't worry but, yeah all right thanks, thanks, thanks guys thanks guys appreciate you He's back there stretching.